Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Hi, Lainey. Hi, Laura Beth. Well, I am licking my lips. I made a little some, treat for you. Some gooey goodness. Well, not gooey, just moist goodness. Yeah. That um, was such a sweet surprise. What in the world? These are orange brownies? They're called orange brownies, and per usual, I have a handwritten recipe. I don't have, like, a link to it. We might could find it on a link, but I got it from my good friend, Laura Holman. Well, keep talking, because it's so good <laughs> that my so mouth's it's called an orange brownie, which is kind of weird to me, because when I hear brownie, I think chocolate, and True. it's not. It's True. It's more like a kind of vanilla cake. But it would it go has, really well with tea. It has orange ex, uh, I mean uh, orange zest, which you know we love. I can tell. I can see it yeah. in the cake and in the icing. Okay, it's like yeah. a cream cheese icing. It's totally naughty, but um, just something different. And I don't know. It just seems summery to me. It's so so. Um, thank you for <laughs> yes. this. This is going to give me a little sugary boost to yes. kick off our fun um, episode today. And I wanted to mention also, um, you know, we. We've talked before on here how much joy it brings us to hear listener feedback. You yes, know? interacting with you and hearing how it's impacting you or that you tried a recipe or yes, pulled something out that you hadn't used that was your grandma's. That thrills us. Yeah. So some people have even been putting those into reviews on Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So I wanted just to mention that that is a very easy thing to do. Statistics show that if you are listening to this podcast, over half of you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Wow. Okay. So there's the option to give us one to five stars. Right. That's an easy click. And then uh, you can leave an even just like a one sentence review and that helps people find us. That's right. And all the algorithms. Yes. I don't know and understand it all, but it helps people find us. Well, and... It's also very likely that maybe you heard about this podcast from a friend, like, or you right. saw somebody post about it, or you somehow came across a post of ours about it. So the word of mouth is huge. Yeah. And anyway, I wanted to read just a couple of podcast reviews oh, cool. that were fun to read recently. Um, and one's from a gal and one's from a guy. So I'm going to try that. and get some equal balance there. The first one's from... Um, 
a woman up in the Northeast, and you'll hear about that quickly. I don't remember how I learned about this podcast, but I'm so glad I found it. I live in, I've lived in New Jersey all my life, but have always enjoyed all things Southern. My family and I will be moving to North Carolina next year, wow. and we are looking forward to the change. This podcast is like a Southern primer for me. It is helping me to learn about Southern t- traditions and culture. I find myself taking mental notes and checking out the links that Lainey and Laura Beth post on the podcast page. Keep the podcast coming. I have a lot to learn. Oh, that's going to be a culture change for sure. It is. (laughs) And the funny part of that, that is how much we ourselves learn each week. week. We have a lot to learn as well. And then um, uh, a guy over in um, the D.C. area, he says, full disclosure, I am half Vietnamese. I am a half Vietnamese dude who's originally from Boston and now live in the Washington, D.C. area. I am proud of this, but when I listen to this podcast, I truly feel like I'm missing out on an amazing culture. Really fun to listen to the chemistry between these two sisters and their passion for Southern living. I love it. So, um, anyway, just a simple sentence would help to just spread the word. Yeah. And, you know... Um, whatever and tell your friends, too. What, yeah. Whatever you get out of the podcast allows us to, um, again, just see kind of directional-wise what people are getting. From, That's right. From yeah. And I, I know for me, it really helps me with momentum because this is taking a lot of time mm-hmm. to do. And while we enjoy it, hearing that good feedback really helps us keep it going because there's does. those days where it's like oh this is a lot of big we time commitment a lot to research for today's <laughs> content yeah i know i agree so thank you for those who have done it and if you would yes do that we'd appreciate it yes so we have a few reasons why we chose today's topic um to be included and then also to be included now one is um we wanted to introduce a new have- a new companion. <laughs> okay, I had a baby. <laughs> Lainey is now um, the owner of a wonderfully adorable new dog. Who's sitting at our feet as we speak. She's been part of our recording at least three weeks now. And she is a Springer Spaniel named Libby. Yes, she's four years old. And I rescued her from our Williamson County Animal Center. Yeah. So- which, by the way, amazing place down there yeah over there so i also have a hunting dog <laughs> from the williamson um rec or not lab what is it called? williamson county animal center animal center yes thank you and you got a gorgeous yellow lab yeah so we're talking hunting dogs today yes and um we we do want to welcome libby Yes, she's so precious. And I I saw that Garden and Gun magazine is having a contest, a photo contest. Yes. And so I'm going to enter. I don't have my picture done yet, but I'm going to enter the contest. And there's many reasons I'm entering the contest. One reason I'm entering is the prize, the grand prize winner gets a really nice kennel of crate oh, and I'm in need of need one that. because I've got one on loan right now. So yeah. will y'all help me get Libby a so, crate? <laughs> we're going to link in uh, our social accounts this week once you've got her picture posted so that we can go vote. Yeah. So yeah. The, the editors are picking the grand winner. It's not based on votes, but to get in the magazine, it's the top reader's choice votes. Okay. 
And I'm late to the game. There's already some that have like almost 400 That's okay. votes. But Lib- Libby's cute enough. She's sweet. <laughs> she she's brown and white. Like I said, she's yes. a Springer Spaniel and she's, she's going to be adorable. Her breed will be mentioned on our list today because she is in the hunting dog category. But um, yeah, y'all will, y'all will get a thrill getting to see this little Lainey's new companion on our Facebook and Instagram this week. Well, hunting dogs is a big deal in the South. It is. And a big part of culture and Yeah. Much of the Southeast is is prime for hunting. Right. Just our landscape. Um and so the season of hunting would be October to January. So that was another reason. For we, most things. I think there's a few th- is it dove? Something's already Okay, maybe September, I think. But Okay. And I don't know because I'm not a hunter. We, yeah, we, maybe full disclosure. <laughs> That's right. We have we own hunting dogs yet don't hunt. Um, <laughs> but dogs are an integral part of, just of this tradition. Life. So we wanted to highlight some popular breeds that often make lists that a lot of Southerners own. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's usually you know a couple of categories. I think you mentioned that. American Kennel Club. Yeah, under the American Kennel Club, most hunting dogs fall under the sporting or the hound group. Okay. And so I looked those up, and I'm not going to go through these long lists, but there's 31 breeds in the um, uh, sporting group and 32 breeds in the hound group. That's a lot of breeds. A lot of different breeds. So, um, and there's a few breeds that I was going to mention, too, that are specifically, you know, started in the South. In this region, yeah. So, yeah. I thought that might be interesting to our listeners. So, yeah. So, Sporting and Hound are the two groups. And then, among those two groups, there's either um, Scent Hounds or Gun Dogs. Yeah. And so Gun Dogs sometimes are called Bird Dogs. Yes. But that's... Yeah. The, yeah. Because they have birds. Yeah. <laughs> um... And even in that, Laura Beth, there's different, and I'm not going to pretend to know, but just in reading about the English Springer Spaniel, since that's my new child, yeah. I was trying to read a little bit, Yeah, they're called Flushing Dogs. Oh, okay. And so Flushing Dogs, um, it's my understanding, are, well, there's Retrievers, Flushing Dogs, and Pointers under okay. Sporting. Okay. 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 So you've got Retrievers that pull, you know, bring the the bird back. Yeah. You've got, um, pointers. I don't understand exactly how that works. But okay. They, um, stand on point to kind of show the, um, hunter where yes. the birds are. Yes. And then the flushing dogs, what they do is they go, well, think about flushing, pushing things out. Yes. So they'll go in and push the kill, you know what? Yeah. Whatever it is out. Out. So that the hunter can shoot. Okay. Um, so pushing it while it's alive. Right. Yeah. Rabbits yeah. out of yes. the holes or whatever exactly. it is. Yeah. Out. Get yeah. it out so yeah. that it can. And then when I think of hounds, I think they, gosh, they can, you know, chase even something huge up into a tree and just stand at the tree, you know, wow. and bark up. They're up looking up at the tree because they've got it cornered up yeah. there. So yeah. that the. I mean, I've heard they can even get mountain lions and big things. Are you up serious? The tree. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I'm, again, I'm not <laughs> wow hunting specialist here, but isn't that fascinating? That so is crazy. these dogs are amazing and very smart. Um, well, they are. They're smart. They have 
I read that, you know, a strong prey drive would be definitely important. Um, to make a good hunter. Highly trained. Yeah. Very receptive, you know, to training for this. And then just athletic. Yeah. Like they have an, oh a gosh. lot of endurance for. Again, for this podcast, I was watching some videos of dogs that could run and just the way, how high they jump and spring off of the trees and stuff. It was just unbelievable. I need to watch um, more of that. It's that so sounds cool. cool. Well, and I do want to mention that like a great hunting dog doesn't have to be a purebred dog. There's oh. a lot of great mixed breed dogs that make for excellent hunting dogs. That's right. And so, um, my, my, I have a Labrador retriever and Beautiful. since we got him as a rescue, I, you know, I was told he was a lab, but we don't have papers on him. And I do kind of sometimes think he's a mix, which is fine. But I think he, you know, could be trained to be a hunting dog. Yeah. And because um, he will retrieve every single thing, even when you don't want him to. So sweet, though. Um, that's just their nature. It they is. can't not retrieve. And that with Libby walking her, we've seen some doves and stuff on the ground. And she just... You know, it's in her to just want to go. Yeah. And I can't, you know, pull her back. I mean, yes, I do try to keep her under control, but I'm not going to be mad that she's pulling me towards birds. Right. That's what she's born to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's just start with the English Springer Spaniel, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Since we're already on Libby. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. She, she's a bird dog. She's a bird dog. And they are really best, this, considered maybe the best for pheasant hunting, which okay. is not in the South. Yeah. So that's, you know, what they're supposedly like their prime thing, yeah. but they're great bird dogs yeah. for lots of different things. One reason why is their size. Yeah. They're usually 40 to 50 pounds. Yeah. So that's not so big. Right. That they can't, you know, they can maneuver in small, yeah. smaller yeah. places that maybe a big retriever couldn't get right. to. Um, it feels funny talking about her right here. I know. She's just being so quiet and faithfully listening <laughs> to us. She, um, she, any, any of the Springer's Spaniels, <laughs> they also have great retrieving skills that would be similar to... A Labrador Retriever or a Golden Retriever. They're very similar in those um, retrieving skills. So, Another thing I didn't know until listening to this or researching for this podcast, sometimes there'll be a team of dogs and one might be trained to do the flushing and a different one to do the retrieving and oh, different things like that. Teamwork. So they've got to know their, what their, what their particular role is. role is. And they're probably trained that way. Yeah. That's cool. Isn't that interesting? Well, and just, again, they make for great, I mean, excellent family dogs. Yeah. So, hunting aside, right? they're just a fantastic dog to be around but different make, members of your family. That's right. They're great. But it is good to know before you pick a breed what their um, kind of purpose is. True. Because I think, you know, like I've already experienced, like in Libby's case... When I do have to crate her, I want to make sure she's gotten some movement. Yeah. So that she is tired because she needs movement. She's an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not fair for me to expect her to be calm in certain moments yeah. when yeah. she hasn't gotten what right. she needs yeah. to run yeah. and get stuff out and born an all athlete. Of that, so yeah. That's awesome. Well, welcome Libby again. Oh, Glad to have yeah. her here. 
Well, as I mentioned, I have a Labrador Retriever. Probably the number one, I would say. Yeah. I've had... Hunting dog anywhere. Probably. I don't know. Maybe this... Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. In the top. Yeah. I would probably say that's probably the biggest. Yeah. I have a yellow lab now. I had a black lab before. And I just... Now I'm gravitating to this breed. So I could see myself continuing. They're beautiful. Um, Tough as puppies, but... (laughs) (laughs) Kind of what dog isn't tough as a puppy, in my opinion. I mean, they're all going to have their challenges. So Labrador Retriever would be one of the most popular gun dogs. Yeah. And, I mean, like I mentioned as a puppy, enthusiastic, energetic, just, but just so loyal. A very loyal dog. And, um, Well, I think of, we just talked Downton Abbey, and I love that lab that's his buddy on the show. Like, just made it into the movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. So precious. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else? They can withstand really cold temperatures. Labs can. They are often considered best for duck hunting. Okay. So, like, even a lot of photography I've seen. Isn't it so cool when you see them? They have a duck in their mouth. So. So. Um, but, again, an excellent companion and family dog. Well, I looked up a couple of the um, really, I guess, popular or big um, kennels for the British Labrador Retrievers in the South. Yes. Um, there's one called Wild Rose Kennels that's in Oxford, Mississippi. Okay. Um, I don't know pricing or any of that. I'm sure it is off the chain. Call for pricing. Call for pricing. <laughs> but, um, you know, they make sure that they're breeding really great hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have somebody else do that. You can train a dog. Sure. If you want to take the time to do it. Yeah. But if you don't have the time it's going to take and you want to just pay the fee yeah. and let somebody else do that yeah. and then you buy the dog right. already trained, yeah. that's a different way to do it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's that Wild Rose Kennels. And then I also looked online at a Blue Cypress Ranch, which is in Florida. Mm. Same thing. They do the British Labrador Retrievers. And, cool. You know, you know who the parents are and yeah. the papers and all the stuff. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> That's cool. That is neat to know all of the ancestry yeah, yeah. behind a, yeah. a dog and a breed. Yeah, I don't know my dogs either since, yeah. you know, she's a rescue. Yeah. But, um, well, she's sweet as all get out. Okay, what else? Golden Retrievers. Golden Retrievers are also so popular in America. Gun dog. Um, mostly birds and other small prey. Um, again, got longer, and, a little bit longer hair than the retriever. And they're so beautiful. They are pretty. That, I feel like just every L.L. Bean catalog, <laughs> you know, at some point includes the labs and the retrievers. In the fall and Absolutely. winter editions, especially. <laughs> Absolutely. Sitting by the fire in yes. their little cozy beds. <laughs> yes. With their monogrammed um, scarf oh gosh, or, yes. or coat on. Okay. They're super enthusiastic and loyal. Very trainable. They are so smart. Again, great family companions. Yeah. Um, and they have a good reputation for getting along with children mm-hmm. as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm biased, but I think pets are so good for kids. Cats and dogs. Like, yeah. I just think they're just good to be for around kids. That. Yeah. And we could go on and on with the 
you know, just unconditional love that they give us. I know. But that's so special for a kid to have a confidant. Yeah. A dog. Yeah. Where they're looking at you and with those beautiful eyes and you can tell them all your woes. I know. I just think it's yeah. very special. Yeah. I even, um, we have one couch that our dog is now allowed to get on. It's slowly progressed and gotten to that, but that's where we are now. And, um, but I wasn't feeling great today. And so I was taking a nap and I let Benson, that's my dog's name, get up and curl up next to me. And he just put his little head on my leg and it was just so comforting. It is. It's like, gosh, that might make me feel better just. Not 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 the nap necessarily, but him laying here with me. Well, let me tell you that in in my experience in the last few weeks, I'm trying not to have her up on the furniture yet. We may yeah. get to a little yeah. bit more of that, but yeah. the trainer's recommending don't do that yet. Yeah. Um, so I've been laying in the floor or in her bed oh. with her. Oh my goodness! Snuggles. She'll just roll over and let me rub her belly. Oh, it's so sweet. That's so fun. This is and so- all of that bonding's important. Even with training yeah. for them to trust you as a leader Absolutely. and stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah. No, I feel like we're giving the, um, just <laughs> such a different perspective on, on hunting dogs. dogs. <laughs> well, they're so cute and cuddly. Precious. They'll let you rub their belly. Um, also the beagle is big. Oh, beagles. I yes. think of beagles as just always those noses always working always going you know it's yeah. kind of unbelievable yeah and and can be noisy too oh, you know yeah. like it's, any of anything in that hound group with those yeah it's adorable to me um in small doses i've not had one though that i had well my sister-in-law has one now and has had like that's kind of her go-to okay. breed and um precious so precious sweet. family dog but yeah, always busy, 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 busy. Just yeah. stays moving in their yard. So, um, but yeah, can have a loud voice for well, sure. Well, I think also with beagles and I guess beagles and pointers would be the two I think of the most in artwork. When I yeah. see like famous artwork of hunting, there's always dogs, you know, in the fox hunts and yes. different things. You yes. see these different breeds, but oftentimes I think of beagles and pointers with artwork yeah. for yeah. some reason and they're they're smaller but they would be used for hunting either some smaller game or like um rabbits yeah especially rabbits i yeah. would say yeah but i'm actually kind of hopeful that uh libby's not gonna do a whole lot of rabbit hunting and stuff yeah. i've heard of springers yeah bringing you stuff like yeah. that yeah because you've got a good size yard so we do have them sometimes. She could be active. She does like to get back in the back, back in, in the, the brush, brush and yep. stuff. So I hope I don't get any presents. But <laughs> anyway, I can't shame her if she does it. That's what she's made for. Also, similar to the beagle, the American foxhound. Oh, so pretty. Such a pretty dog. So American well, I looking. Think, I think they're a little taller, if I'm remembering correctly, than beagles. But they do have a similar look. And I remember... Um, I didn't. I failed to mention under Beagle, our famous Snoopy dog is a Beagle. Mm, true. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's probably one of the more Iconic. famous Beagles. Yes, that's very true. But yeah, American Foxhounds. We already mentioned the English Springer Spaniel. Yeah. So Foxhounds use. They're used to um, hunt foxes. They, um, but they have also been bred to hunt deer as well. Oh, okay. So that's what I've. 
read before. It's cool. Um, let's see. I guess, would you, I don't know how that works. Would you be up on the deer stand and they're just out working the field a little bit? That could be. I don't know. And then I also have a note here that there are some legal restrictions with these types of hunting, depending on your location. Well, so, I would think, gosh, you would need a dog that's so well-trained to do be out in the field so you don't shoot them. Shoot them, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I should be the one tackling gun dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, you mentioned pointer uh-huh. earlier. Um, also kind of called the English pointer. That's a bird dog. High, high, high prey drive. Like, d- very determined spirit. Yeah. Um, which I even just, you know, even that name, pointer, like their their tail is, is the point. But even like the way we use that phrase, get to the point. Like they're just determined. Yes. I feel And like they can stand in that point position for long periods of time too. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. They would be likely to pursue um like quail or pheasants. Um they're very heat tolerant. Okay. I've read. And Therefore, I would think that would like, make them popular in the South. Exactly. <laughs> so they're very suited for hot, humid um, conditions like the South. Um, but that could even, you know, again, whether be them be out in the heat of the day hunting or on the sofa. They're really great family dogs as well. Um, and the smaller breed includes the German short hair pointer and the German wire-haired pointer. Okay. So those are like the shorter-haired versions of the pointer. I'm just amazed at all these different breeds. Like I said, I've got this, um, you know, list of each of the sporting and hound groups. and Yeah. Wow. There's just so many. And I think a lot of them are similar. Like there's just a tiny variation, but yet it makes it a different, considered different. That's true. In a category. But, um, Yeah. So many amazing dogs. Yeah. There's also the Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Yes. They are super athletic. Also a gun I think dog. those are cool looking, too. They are. They're cool. Um, I know. I, I, I'm probably going to put up a lot of images this week oh, on our yeah. socials, just because I want people to see these different the ones different variations and- of the way they look. Well, and that's a southern breed, a Chesapeake okay. Bay Retriever. I, I've got this book here that mentions five different southern sporting dogs okay and the chesapeake bay retriever is a southern okay dog you may even hear them called a chessy yes i have heard that okay i have heard that um they're they were bred sometime in the 19th century to retrieve birds for the duck hunters of the mid-atlantic a water-loving canine with a courageous spirit they're steady confident um they can harness they're just yeah Fun-loving for families. Yeah. And much like many of these breeds we're talking about, but they're really good for rough water. So, I That's guess. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 And um, cold water. Okay. Like rough and cold. Okay. They can manage both of that. I've read also that they they embrace or embody a lot of the characteristics of a lab Except they're not necessarily everyone's best friend. Like they're good dogs, they're family friendly, but not but they like don't the have loyalty. the loyalty, okay. yeah, of the the Labrador Retriever. But they're just—I mean, again, they're it would be an excellent duck hunting uh, 
family dog, dog for an oh, active household. Yeah. yeah, that's that's real. I yeah. mean, you know, you, if you're getting a breed that's made to run and yeah. work, yeah, don't be frustrated if they are frustrated. They don't want to be a couch potato with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. Well, um, oh. the University of Tennessee's mascot, <laughs> Smokey, the blue tick coonhound, is also uh, meant to hunt. Made in the top ten <laughs> list that we have here. Um, yeah, those are ones that I was talking about can chase things up a tree. Yeah. And then let the hunter get to it, and then it's ready to be shot. I mean, yeah. I, would, I need to watch some videos, like you said, that you watched of... That in action, that in just action. seems hard to believe. Of because you know, I don't know what the average weight of a um, blue tick coon hound yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. Can't what, be that much though, right? Fifty. I would think about fifty 50-ish. pounds. Um, but yeah, they've they've been known, like you said, to pursue cougars, mountain lions. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine that. That seems what hard is to a believe. Mountain lion running from a coon hound, but. Super high energy, but yeah. Again, if you if you if you follow Tennessee football, this is the this Sun. is Smoky. Yes, um, excellent uh, noses. They're they're known for being quite vocal. Like you, if you're at a Tennessee oh, game, even sometimes you can see, you can him, see him. Even if you can't hear him, you raising can see. his mouth to the sky and, and howling. howling. So cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, so they're vocal when not even when they're pursuing. A hunt. <laughs> They're vocal just in general. They are a descendant of the French. Oh gosh! Now that I've started this, oh, I don't I've know seen how this to, word, and it's an unusual name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Here, I'll underline it for you, um, so that you can see. So I can be the one so to butcher <laughs> it and make it French Blue de Gascon. Go, yeah, Laney. I think that's right on. French Blue de Gascon. I don't okay. know. Something well, along those lines. It's French, and I don't speak French. So yeah. <laughs> so they're a descendant of them and the English Foxhound. Okay. So, again, would be a great companion for a real active household. And they're just stinking cute. They are cute. They are um, They're similar also to, if you've ever seen, like a red bone coon hound as well. Can I mention something that I came across in of course. preparations for this podcast? I had heard of this, so okay. I Googled it. Okay. There is in Northwest Alabama a coon dog cemetery. What? Northwest Alabama. Okay. Yes. So that wouldn't be too far from here. It's actually a really small town. I can't remember the name, but it's where Helen Keller, it's near where Helen Keller's oh, from. Oh, Okay. Anyway, um, September the 4th, 1937, Key Underwood buried his coon dog troop at their favorite hunting camp. Oh. And this is what became the coon dog cemetery. Oh, my gosh. There's literally now been hundreds of coon dogs buried here, and there's little markers for them. Uh -uh. You can look up images of that for this week, too, because it is sweet. Wow. Um. Wonder kind of interesting that it is like literally something that I read said the Coon Dog Cemetery has its own road, Coon Dog Cemetery Road. <laughs> a ten mile long stretch of winding rolling beauty, a barely paved one and a half lane road with steep hills and sharp curves, sketched through a thousand acres of nothing much. You're never going to get there without going there because it's not on the way to anywhere else. Oh. That was from an article that I Well then that sounds like a restful Red. Or peaceful resting place. And if place. it was a hunting camp, 
Yeah. You know, it's just natural right. to where they would love. Um, but this September 4th, 1937, when this first dog was buried there, that was a Labor Day weekend. Okay. So on Labor Day weekend, they always have a big celebration at the Coon Dog Cemetery with food, music, storytellers to honor these Coon That's Dogs. precious. <laughs> is that not the sweetest thing? That is so precious. So, um... You can go to coondogcemetery.com okay. to read all about it. But, Laura, if they literally have um, for you to bury your dog there, yeah. there's like three requirements. I can't remember. But they like literally have a committee, and somebody has to see the dog is a coon hound. Like, okay, that's funny that you said this, because I actually was going to ask you when you first started talking about this, wonder how you get... Yeah, qualified it, to get in, or if it's a wait list, or um, I don't, I don't know that there's any wait list or anything like that. But there is a like it has to be verified. Like they have to see that the dog mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. type of a coon hound. Wow! So it doesn't have to be blue tick. I mean, it could be any right. of the different red bone. Yeah. Um, Treen Walker Scottish. Yeah. You know, there's the different ones, yeah. but it does have to be a black coon and hound. tan coon yeah. hound. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is cool. Yeah, if you're a coonhound owner, that's a very special be a special place. place. Especially if it were close to you, if you are one that in enjoys getting to, you know, visit. I don't know. Different people have their ways of grieving and mourning, but that's cool. That's true. Very cool. Thanks for mentioning that. Yes. Okay, there's a couple more setters yes. that we need to mention. Also gorgeous. The English setter is definitely a gun dog. Yeah. Um, known for pointing, running, hunting skills. They can be trained to retrieve, making them, I mean, excellent bird hunting dogs. The um, I had read that the popularity of different setters rose when they began to split into two categories, con- confirmation and the field. Is that right? Okay. I don't know. So, field dogs are smaller and okay. more lightly feathered, making okay. them best for hunting. Confirmation dogs are more suited to be show dogs and okay. pets due to their, like, larger frames and longer feathers. So, either one makes an excellent companion. But, um... Those are pretty... All, all those English... And the Irish setter as well, like that pretty yeah. longer hair is... Yes. Lovely to see flowing when they're running. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that because the photo I have here is of the Irish setter running. Oh, so okay. the Irish setter as well. That would be the last one. Are I they think. always that beautiful red? I think so. Oh, gosh, I just think those are so pretty. Yeah, beautiful red coat. Um, just agility. Mm-hmm. Like they're fun to watch at those dog shows mm-hmm. to watch how they, they sure maneuver. Are. But they. Um, what, what else would I say about them? They're. The Irish setter is tougher than it looks, really. Because it does look like it would be kind of prissy. It does. They are rugged, hardworking, determined to pursue birds, but they are also friendly and affectionate. See, these are great family dogs. Family, family, family. That's the theme I've heard outside of their athleticism and pursuit to hunt. (laughs) Well, this is so much a part of culture. I just think, um, you know... I know the Garden and Gun magazine, they have a column every month that's called Good Dog. And it's just stories Uh about different people, you know, different writers telling stories about dogs. But that's just a big part of culture, I think. And some people even go to, I found this one article, was out of Atlanta magazine. Um, 
that mentioned their top five southern hunting lodges where Ooh. you can actually go and like for a vacation. Okay. You stay you can stay in these inns or lodges and I bet they're have gorgeous. fine dining. Yeah. Some of them have spas. Um, but you can hunt with either bringing your dog, yeah. your hunting dog, or you can use their hunting dogs. Like they have some on property okay. as well. Cool. And, you know, different um, ones are popular for hunting different things. Sure. Yeah. And so, anyway. That's cool. Um, I may give you these notes so that you can even link to yeah. a few of them. Yeah, but do there's, that. They're in Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana. Um, oh, these wow, they're all different over. Different ones, and um, I don't know time-wise if I need to go into each one, but some of them are for hunting boar. Some of them are more for hunting, um, okay. you know, deer, and then lots of them also have fishing. And, okay. Um, depending on where you are is, you know, some of them, like in Louisiana, it's ducks. and Sure, right. More swamp kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Where the Duck Dynasty grew. Oh, gosh, I forgot. <laughs> yes, where they became so so famous. But um, literally, people make their vacations around hunting wow, sometimes. Wow, that's true. And that's true. Well, and if you are, um, you know, in the immediate family and want to vacation with someone that wants to hunt, that sounds like an amazing yeah, option if you have, have the finances and- <laughs> to do it. To Everybody gets their own you know, experience, enjoyment out of the maybe in the dining room. Exactly. You go hunt, <laughs> and I will enjoy this beautiful lodge. That's right. That's cool. And there was just a couple more breeds that were specific to the South that sure. I didn't want to get away from mentioning as well. One is called the Boykin Spaniel, which okay. I think are so cute. They're, okay. they're small, brown, have like the curly, okay. Now I know what curly you're talking about. Ear, yes. hair on their ears and stuff, and um, legit. This is from a, a, a book, uh, the Southerner's Handbook. Legend has it that the Boykin was a stray spaniel that followed a Spartanburg, Carolina, South Carolina banker home from church sometime in the early 1900s, given to Whit Boykin, a local planter and sportsman. The little stray proved to be such a fine hunting companion that Boykin made it the basis for a breed. Competent in field, in blind, and in boat, where its diminutive size gives it an advantage over larger hunting dogs. Wow. The Boykin Spaniel is known for its friendly temperament, loyalty, and near ex- inexhaustible energy, whether flushing, retrieving, or running circles around the family living room. But that's one thing I've heard about. Uh, there's like a little saying that says um, they don't rock the boat because they're oh. their size. So they're great to jump out and wow. do things and jump, you know, not mess up the boat if you're in the water that's, cool. that's important that's important so wow and you can see why those would be popular in south carolina and absolutely lots of that low country yeah area yeah cool what other ones are southern um the catahoula leopard dog okay um it says it's from the home state louisiana breed believed to descend from three distinct sources the dogs kept by native choctaws the stocky Spanish canines introduced by 16th century conquistador Hernando de Soto and the late oh. arriving French, here's the French names again, Boucheron. Okay. Boucheron. Um, early settlers in Louisiana put the Catahoula to work on farms where its herding instincts and protective nature made it a natural for watching over livestock. 
Cool. So, excellent tracker, highly intelligent, also been known to scramble up a tree in pursuit of small game. Wow. Um, the Chesapeake Bay Retriever we've we already talked about. Yeah. The Plot Hound. Johannes Plot arrived in the United States in the mid-18th century with a fleet of hunting dogs from his native Germany. Although he insisted upon keeping the line pure, his descendants in the mountains of North Carolina crossed the German hound with local breeds to develop the hunting dog known today as the plot hound. Oh, okay. Bred to hunt large game, the plot is a tough customer that is absolutely fearless <laughs> in the field. Sounding its loud, high-pitched ball, it will navigate deep water, steep slopes, and thick brush in any number of adverse conditions without losing focus on its quarry. And it was mentioned in the hound group as an actual... Okay. On the AKC breed. list, yeah. Um, and one more southern breed that this book mentions is the Blue Lacey. Okay. In 1858, the Lacey brothers migrated from Kentucky to the Texas Hill Country, where the hog farmers bred a new kind of ranch dog from oh. a handful of local breeds. The Greyhound, Scent Hound, and a Coyote. Ooh! Thought to be among them. The Blue Lacey was a common sight in rural Texas until the mid-20th century when the decline of the family ranch decreased demand for working dogs. But today the breed is experiencing a renaissance fueled in part by hunters who have discovered its talents in the field. With a powerful nose and high trainability, the Blue Lacey is well-suited to tracking, treeing, and other activity that requires athleticism and endurance. All right. So there's a few... Well, the, Strictly Southern that's breeds good. Good, for you. Good list. Good way to round it out as well. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed um, walking through different hunting dog breeds with us. Maybe you've even had the chance to listen to our podcast uh, with a dog at your feet. Oh, Who yeah. knows? And, um, again, look for Libby on our socials. She's going to make Vote her... Vote for her. Vote Libby. <laughs> She's going to make her first appearance <laughs> on our socials this week. She needs a crate. Vote she for needs Libby. A crate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you here next time. Bye.